Leading proponents of critical race theory say that America is inherently racist in its very foundations. However, Abraham Lincoln, the president who freed the slaves, and Martin Luther King Jr., the civil rights leader himself, would greatly disagree. Stay tuned to find out why. Hey guys, I'm William Dyer. This is Dyer Conversations. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. And we've been doing a series on critical race theory. So in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the claim that America is inherently racist or built on the foundation of systemic racism. So two authors that I'm going to quote are Richard Delgado and Gene Stepankic, who wrote a book together called Critical Race Theory and Introduction. In order to understand the claim that uh, America is inherently racist, we need to understand what CRT means by racism. So they split racism up into kind of two categories, right? The normal classical definition would be one where if a person has an inherent bias towards another uh, racial group because of right their race, that they act out in certain ways of aggression by doing certain things, right? So that would be kind of your individual racism. However, uh, Delgado and Stefankic uh, promote this other idea of racism, which is more of a systemic racism. So let me give you this quote they say in their book, that this has prompted one commentator to remark that our system of race is like a two-headed hydra. One head consists of outright racism, the oppression of some people on grounds of who they are. The other consists of white privilege, a system by which whites help and buoy each other up. So there we go, right? The second aspect of racism is not the individual, you know, person to person. It's going to be the system that's set up where white people have this privilege where they can buoy each other up and they can remain the ones who are in power and hold down all the minorities. They go on to say this in their book on the very uh, same page. It says, many critical race theorists and social scientists hold that racism is pervasive, systemic, right? Note that word right there and deeply ingrained. If we take this perspective, then no white member of society seems quite so innocent. Why are they not innocent? Because they are promoting a system, or buying into a system, or just participating in a system that inherently has been built to hold down minorities and to promote white people, hence systemic racism. Now that's the claim, that America at its very core, at the very foundation of America, is built on this principle. However, this is simply historically false, and I'm going to show you why today. Now, the Declaration of Independence, I don't think uh, many people are going to disagree, is kind of a foundational document to America, the ideals of America, and the starting of America. Here's what it says in the very opening paragraphs, the very famous line, quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men, just note that, right? All men, very inclusive there, are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I'm very aware of the whole 1619 Project thing, um, but I'm just going to avoid that for the sake of this podcast because conservatives and liberal historical scholars across the board have pretty much debunked that and thrown that out as being historically erroneous. But here's what we're going to say. The Declaration of Independence, foundational document of America, states that all men are created equal. Now, people are going to jump up and go, yeah, what about slavery? What about the Jim Crow era? Listen, I get it, right? I agree with you. 
Those are some terrible things that happened in American history. Nobody's denying that. But there's a very, very key thing to understand here, and that is to distinguish the principles of America with the actual implementation of those principles. Or we can say the principles of America with how Americans have actually adhered to those principles. So to distinguish, the principle is that all men are created equal. Even if you don't believe in God or not, we can put that aside for now. The concept is, the foundation of the American document, is that all men are equal, they all have the same equal rights, that is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, has America been very bad at implementing this, especially in regards to black people during the slavery era and the Jim Crow laws? 100%. Nobody's denying that, okay? I'm not denying that. I don't know anybody who denies that. That's not the point. The point is that the principle that all men are created equal is sound. I don't know anybody who can look at that principle and say that somehow that principle is inherently racist. Now, this is a way it has been historically understood. Now, I'm going to give you two key figures here to show you that they agree with me and not critical race theory. And those two key figures are Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King Jr. Now, Abraham Lincoln in his famous Gettysburg Address, right, during the Civil War, as they're trying to abolish slavery, I'm going to quote to you from the Gettysburg Address. He says this, the very opening line, four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. So Abraham Lincoln, at the very opening statement of his Gettysburg Address, harkens back to the Declaration of Independence. And here's what he says about that very principle that is put into the Declaration of Independence. Quote, the world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. And by they, he means those who have shed their blood for the sake of freedom. He goes on, It is for us the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they have fought here, have thus far so nobly advanced. He says, so look, they have died, they've given their lives for the sake of implementing this principle that is all men are created equal because we're not doing it by the fact that we have slavery in this country. He says, so it's for us, the living, to continue that work. Continue the quote. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. I mean, that's very powerful. He says, listen, these people have come here and given their lives for the sake of freedom of these slaves and freedom of all men so that we could take the principle from the Declaration of Independence and implement that better because we're not doing it right now. And he says, the remaining task, the unfinished work, is for us, the living, to do, and we will not stop. That's powerful. But notice that here, the abolitionists, the leaders in America who were pushing for the freedom of the slaves, did not say that America was inherently racist. Instead, they said the principles by which America was founded are sound, and we have failed in implementing them, but we will not stop until we succeed in implementing them. 
Now, this is the very same approach that Martin Luther King took in his amazing speech, the I Have a Dream speech. And listen, I encourage you, if you have never read that speech, you need to go read it in its entirety. If you've never listened to the speech, you can go find an audio version online and you can listen to it. It will bring you to tears. And here's what he says in this speech. I'm going to give you a couple quotes. He says this, this momentous decree, talking about the Emancipation Proclamation, came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who have been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But a hundred years later, the Negro still is not free. He says, listen, we got the Emancipation Proclamation that, that slaves are free. However, we're still in a sort of slavery. And he was 100% correct about that. Now I want you to note the beautiful illustration that he gives in the rest of this quote. He says, in a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was the fall heir. Now notice there, he calls the words of the Declaration of Independence magnificent. He doesn't say that America was built on inherent racism or systemically racist. No, instead, he says the Declaration of Independence is beautiful. It's glorious. It was a promissory note. And he says that we have come to this nation's capital to cash the check that was originally promised to us in the Declaration of Independence. He goes on to say, this note was a promise that all men, yes, black men, as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Here, the exact same thing that Abraham Lincoln was saying, that the principle is sound, and it was a promise, and we have failed in implementing that promise. And Martin Luther King is coming to the nation's capital with all those people standing around and saying, we have come to cash that check. Not like critical race theory says, to tear down the system and build up something else. No, but to say, here's the principle, that all men are created equal. Now let's do a better job at implementing it. He goes on to say this, it is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. And so we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. Beautiful, beautiful orator Martin Luther King was. Despite all of his flaws, I don't care. He was correct in this speech that the foundation of America is not inherently racist. It was magnificent words that all men are created equal and that they were coming to cash that check. Not to tear down the system, not to say America was inherently racist, but to say we want to do what the Declaration of Independence says that we have a right to do. So in closing, I want to say this. Should we have conversations today about how we, in this generation, can better implement the principles of the Declaration of Independence? Absolutely, 100%. We can always do a better job in making sure that all people in this nation, no matter race or ethnicity or any other distinction that they have, we can do a better job at talking about how to give them the equal opportunity to have the rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But I will not have conversations 
about tearing down the foundation of America on this historically erroneous concept that America is built on systemic racism. It just doesn't meet the facts. And the leaders of the abolition and the leaders of the civil rights would wholeheartedly disagree with critical race theory. All right, guys, thanks for joining me on today's podcast. I'm here, Dire Conversations, to encourage you always to study the evidence yourself and don't just believe propaganda and the narrative that is put out that you see on social media or on the news. Seek the truth always. Be a filter, not a sponge.